My waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And we're going to be talking about angels today on the High Road. And I have a fabulous guest. We've had her here before. Her name is Reverend Anna Jones, and she actually channels Archangel Michael. So this is one of my um, ex- more exciting shows. I love her, and I love that she came to visit us again on the High Road. This is her book. If you want to take it up or pick it up, if you're watching me on YouTube, it's called The Teachings of Archangel Michael, a Handbook for Humanity, and this really hits home with me. Before I bring Anna on, uh, let me give you just a little information about Reverend Anna Jones. She's an internationally known interfaith minister, a master healer, a transformational teacher, and a lifelong clairvoyant medium. Anna has been developing her expertise in the field of holistic energy medicine, intuition, and spirituality for over 37 years. She's a multi-gifted modern mystic who has served for many as a teacher of the teachers and healer of the healers, and her peers know her professionally as an insightful visionary and eloquent luminary for holistic living and spiritual enlightenment. Now, Anna is the author of The Teachings of Archangel Michael, A Handbook for Humanity. In addition, she's the recording artist of numerous audio recordings, both CDs and MP3s, of lectures, classes, workshops, and meditations that she's recorded live in studio. Her greatest outreach is through her work on social media, where she hosts several pages, including her Reverend Anna Jones page on Facebook, her Magdalene Circle page, and her widely popular Facebook page entitled Archangel Michael and the Legion of Light, where her inspirational posts reach half a million people weekly. Wow, Anna, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you for having me, Nancy. It's wonderful to see you again. It's good to see you too. Hey, for the people who don't know, talk a little bit about how you started channeling Archangel Michael, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Specifically Archangel Michael. Um, That's an interesting story. I felt his presence in my life, my whole life. I grew up uh, being raised in a a Roman Catholic church by my great-grandmother, who uh, herself was very spiritually inclined, very mystically inclined. And so I had a very close relationship with uh, communicating with the angels. And she taught me very young age that you can talk to the angels and they can talk to you and you can talk to God and God can talk to you that it's not just a one-way conversation um, so I felt that personal connection and that personal communication for as long as I can remember since being a little child but as far as being able to consciously um, evolve that into the work that I do today um, I'd say it began in a few different stages I mean one was when I was uh, a teenager doing laying on of hands healing in a charismatic youth group, charismatic Catholic youth group setting in which I would get messages to deliver to other people that we were doing the healing with that didn't make sense to them always at the time, didn't always make sense to me either. But I would get those messages and they would they would make sense maybe later or they seem meaningful. And then over the years, those 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 promptings to give this person this message or tell this person this or whatever, excuse me, became something that 
um, I was being told could be much more direct than that if I practice meditation. So through years of like deep meditation training and meditation practice, I developed to the point where I was able to allow them to use me as the instrument to deliver the message through my voice without having to tell me and then tell other people first. And so it was in the early 1990s, actually, that um, I took a trip to Banff, Alberta, Canada, which is one of the safest sites on the earth associated with Archangel Michael, um, and especially Lake Louise in Alberta. Um, And uh, when I was there, I just had these, uh, you know, incredible synchronicities and these incredible connections and communications that were coming in from Archangel Michael. And that's when he initiated the conscious trance channel connection. And that was the first time I consciously trance channeled him. Yeah. And then that, that relationship has been strong ever since. In fact, he told me that uh, shortly thereafter, in a, in a, again, meditative state message, that he wanted to um, use me as one of the instruments for bringing his message and that he would bring people to me and that there would be other members of his, what he calls his legion of light here on earth, that he would be drawing to me. At the time, I was agreeing. I just didn't know to what extent it would be. <laughs> And, and, and grow um, and he's not the only one that I channel but he is uh, the, the, the primary angel working in my life and uh, and the one that I channeled the most probably. Yeah, now I have two questions why um, this lake in Alberta Canada, why is it so um, spiritual What? why is Archangel Michael's present there stronger? Uh, there's a few places on the earth where uh, he has a special connection. One of those places at Mont Saint-Michel in Normandy, France, which is one of the places that I lead pilgrimage retreats to. I was planning on doing that this year, but not going to do it this year. going to have to be some future year. Um, and then the place in Lake Louise, uh, there's, a, there's a glacier there, a glacier mount um, that uh, is a very special uh, sacred site uh, for, for him and for his, his energies. I see. What other angels do you channel? Now, I didn't know. Um, I wasn't sure that you channeled. Is there any other angels that are biblical? That In my private practice work where I'm one-on-one with people doing angel spirit guide channeling uh, yeah. one-on-one as readings, um, the way my ability has, and my gift has always worked is it's whomever is working with that person is who comes through. Okay. So, you know, whatever angel is your angel, whatever archangel is associated with you is usually who comes through. Now, um, Archangel Michael has guided me and taught me how to access others in the angelic realm and how to invoke and have their energy come through so I also can invoke all of the archangels actually and and and, and channel them um, however it's still up to them I mean it's like I can invoke them and almost always they'll come through right. but it's still up to them because it still could be another right. angel or or spirit guide even I mean there are still times where um, the angels have honed in, in on me more and more to be a channel for them but there are still times where uh, the spirit guides will actually come through as well with all this stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm in a deep meditative trance state during all of it. During all of this time, right. I wanted to ask you, with all the COVID-19 uh, going on, has Archangel Michael given you, or any of the other angels, given you any direction as far as how we should handle this? Uh, one is to remain at peace, right? To, um, to be, uh, fearless, uh, with our compassion, to be fearless with our 
faith, um, to be fearless uh, in, in, in practicing even awareness and all the things that we need to do intuitively for ourselves, as well as all the things that we need to do uh, that we're being guided and instructed to do. He's right. always, for years and years and years, the angels have always been speaking to me about um, holism and that the holism includes the whole. Um, it's not just about a specific subset of like, you know, alternative things um, that like a lot of people think holistic is just this subset of like alternative things. And it's not, I mean, that's not what's truly holistic. What's truly holistic is holism, right? And holism is about the whole. Right. And um, so to like, you know, be looking at some of the instruction that he's been giving me is be looking at the whole picture and um, looking for, you know, a whole approach to it, including the head and the heart, right? It's like, okay, well, let's, let's do what's logical. Let's, do what's you know what, what scientific all the things that kind of the analytical mind is telling us and let's also make sure that we're listening to our heart and our intuition and to our spirit the head and the heart is the whole approach right, right. so um so yes he's definitely been reminding me of uh, the whole approach and then also that we are co-creators of this reality i know i know i read that you gave me some of his um information and and it, and i like that he says dream this is really cool um in one of the messages that you have channeled archangel michael says dream intend imagine and manifest and we forget that we're little creators and we need to manifest right now right Right. Absolutely. It's not like, okay, yes, we're staying at home, but it's not like uh, we can, we have, we, we stop manifesting, you know, it's like we manifest things through our thoughts, you know, we're, we're, we're manifesting things through our words, through our actions in any way, shape or form. Look at how, what we're manifesting right now. Right? I know, so. I know. And he says he wants us to dream new dreams. I found that really interesting. Right. Um, start dreaming new yeah. dreams and, and how powerful he talked on focus on the intention and intend your dreams to evolve, he says. And I love that. Yes. Yes. That's like step one, right? I mean, what you're quoting from is from a series of messages that I actually channeled last year. Okay. Um, Archangel Michael was giving me from August all the way through to January where I was doing these monthly messages with him through my Archangel Michael study group, which I'm getting ready to restart. He was giving me, and then also on these solstice and equinox messages, he was right. giving me this series of messages about how big 2020 was going to be. Right. Like how, like, you know, completely, like, new set point, right? Like, he talks about it as being, like, a brand new set point, like a reset button being pushed, or, like, a new dial turned on the, on the, on the, on the right. thermostat well, or on the radio dial. On right? a, so, like, on a new a, set point. I know, but is that because, okay, so now we're getting, is this because we're all going to go to the fifth dimension, and this is the time of Aquarius where we wake up? Because he says 2020 is, like, vision we finally start to see is that what this is well the fifth dimension is an interesting uh, subject a two, I think too big of a subject to fully go into here but are we going to the fifth dimension or is the fifth dimension here ah, um, okay. he always talks about the third dimension being the access portal um, then that's what's so special about the third dimension he never talks about the third dimension in a uh, negative way or bad way in fact he wants us to love being in the third dimension as much as we our souls loved it coming in because our souls loved it so much we were like eager to come here right right and so now we think we're eager to get out of here but he's like oh, no your souls like really love being here because, <laughs> it is a, because it's a portal dimension where we have access to all of the dimensions above and we have all of the access 
access to all the dimensions below because the third dimension is that portal dimension. So we actually have access to the, the angels say we have 12 dimensions that we have full access to within this material universe that we're living in, we're incarnated in right now. Right. And so we have access to the first and the second dimension, which like we pull, we go into two dimensional consciousness a lot when we go into polarized thinking, when we go into polarized, like you know, is what you're you know, saying. Well, no, like us versus them and this uh, versus that. And, okay. you know, anything that's like good versus, you know, it's like, okay. it's, it's, it's all this like, you know, this battle, this dualistic drama that we get into polarization. That's two dimensional thinking. You okay. know? So then when we start to like rise into some higher conscious, we can actually come into like three, three dimensional awareness. And then when we go into like deep meditative states, and we practice becoming more conscious and more aware, then we can access those other dimensions and we can bring through, literally bring through energies from those higher dimensions. We can bring through a fourth dimension. We can bring through fifth dimension. We can bring them through. We don't leave the three-dimensional physical form in the the instruction that he gives us. That's not what the ascension is all about. It's not about getting out of here it's about ascending through here right it's a it's a it's ascending through here um and it's about so it's, the full embodiment of the spirit not the disembodiment of the spirit. right so it's raising mm-hmm. our it's raising our consciousness but also allowing us to enjoy the time we have on earth is that right Correct, um, but we'll enjoy it differently. Uh, he does talk about in the messages that I sent you in some of those transcripts about um, the difference between enjoyment with our physical 3D senses and the type of spiritual enjoyment. Right. When we're in that you know, deeper uh, joy of the soul, he talks about that if we can get into that joy and access that joy, that's the joy that isn't taken away by anything. Right. And that's the consciousness definitely to be in during this time period. Cool. Because if we're in our our, our, our 3D sense enjoyment only, right. then we're going to be suffering. We're going to be pretty miserable because we're, we're feeling like a lot of those things that we enjoy and the enjoyment we get from it is being taken away from us. Right. And there's a whole freak out about it. Well, listen, that, right? We're getting, there's a freak out. right. I'm going to stop you there because we're going to head to commercial break real quick. And when sure. we come back, I want to talk about that joy and how to get that joy in our souls. And that's really important. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Reverend Anna Jones. Her book is called called The Teachings of Archangel Michael. It's a handbook for humanity. This is Nancy Yarrell, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. 
Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout and I'm here today with Reverend Anna Jones. She's actually brought me some information that she channeled uh, from Michael, Archangel Michael. Um, we've got a lot of questions for her today. You know, he talks about prayer, uh, prayers of the heart, and he says that's the most powerful form of prayer. So as we're getting into this crazy 2020, is that something that we should do, is to just start really meditating and, and saying more prayers? Is that what you think, Anna? Is that what we should do? Well, let's go back to that four-step process that he gave, because he's talking about that in that second step, actually. Um, So last fall, he gave this four-step process to actually achieve that joy we were just talking about, too, to actually get into that, like, full joy of our life and manifest that. So as you said, dream, intend, imagine, and manifest. Those are the four steps, right? And they're all four steps of manifestation, basically. They're all four steps for manifesting whatever we want, including that joy right so um but it's not just material manifestation it's important it's very important that we not just use it for material manifestation right so the first thing you pointed out that i didn't mention and i didn't touch on um that i think connects into the prayer thing is um setting the intention to dream new dreams right and so for example getting into prayers for um you know for because intention is step two right setting an intention saying prayers to be able to dream the new dreams that we need to dream he made it very clear in those messages last fall that we are not dreaming the right dreams even like we need to like upgrade everything like we need to upgrade the dreams that we're dreaming well when you're saying okay well hold on when you say we're not dreaming the right dreams what should what are we doing that we shouldn't shouldn't say right dreams because he doesn't say that that way it's more like my misinterpretation no that's cool but what are we doing that we shouldn't be doing here anna um, letting it evolve, right? Letting ourselves evolve uh, to, to to dream differently, to dream dreams that uh, put us more back into holistic balance, to put us back into, um, you know, more holistic balance in our lives and our relationships uh, with the earth, etc. In fact, I believe that's also very much uh, what's what's manifested now, right? Um, and I think what's manifested now is the answer to many prayers for rebalance and for reharmony because this is an opportunity for us to now read those new dreams and um, say the prayers to like ask for some of that, you know, that, 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 that new insight uh, to be coming to us rather than just be afraid of losing what we have or what's the past or more like, more like embrace and open, you know, again, with fearless compassion, with, with, with fearless faith to what the new can be uh, that's more in harmony and more in balance and even better and greater. And so, 
yes, and, and so that's one prayer to pray is to like, you know, pray from our hearts to like seriously like receive those new dreams and open to that, you know, creativity right. and then begin to imagine it, right? And then after we've, uh, you know, basically dreamed the dreams and open to an intention and prayer and added that in and then to visualize and imagine it. It was interesting because I always question him. I'm like, are you sure that dreaming is the first thing in the sequence we shouldn't just do the intention first? Because usually I'm an intention first person, you know? Right. I was like, you know, I, I'm usually like intention and prayer first and then other things. And he was like, no, very specifically. And he repeated it more than, in more than one message, the sequence, and he kept going into more and more elaborate detail about it. Um, he said dream comes first because the dream function is our creative mind, right? It's right. So it's like opening the creative mind and then and then that creative portal, like directly that creative portal to the, the creator and then opening our heart. Like they do, they come hand in hand. I mean, it's not like you, you can't do the intention and, or the prayer right. part until you, until you do that. You can do them simultaneously. But, you know, he's like, he was very adamant, like, no, you have to, you have to open that direct connection. Well, I want to ask you, yeah, I want to ask you, I I have a feeling, and I just want to know what you think about this. I feel like when we're all sitting at home, it's almost a good time. I know there's a lot of people who have passed, and I know that COVID-19 has been a horrible situation because it's such a, um, you know, it's such a contagious flu. But then on the flip side, I look at people staying home and being quiet and having the time to dream and taking the time to realize what is important. And I almost wonder how interesting that it was set up like this, that we're having this point in our lives where we're all sitting and we have some stillness. Talk to me about that, Anna. What do you think? Absolutely. I agree with you. It's not by accident. You know, we are, I do believe our free will has played a role in uh, how things have unfolded. But what he was talking about all last year was that this shift had to happen, period. No matter what free will choices brought about the path or or brought about what manifested um, that the shift we needed to make needs to happen regardless the new set point that we have to reach to bring come back into balance because again one of the things i always found interesting those months leading up to it i would always look back and go wow 2012 was must i mean 2020 it must be something really significant and right. i parallel right. 2012 right it was like okay some whole new era began in 2012 that we're still in the early dawn moments of and he speaks about that too he's been speaking about that to me since 1987 in other in other ways right so in other kind of like auditory messages that i've gotten but um you know, the, 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 this 2020, I was like, wow, there's got to be, he's talking about it as if it's like some, you know, decade-long <laughs> shift, right? He's like, there's not going to be another shift that like parallels this one for another decade. But even then, it seemed like everything that happens in 2020 that brings forward that new decade isn't even going to determine that 2030 shift that's coming. So it seemed like the 2020 one is it like a, a, a huge turning point. And back in 2012, actually, um, he channeled through a series of messages on December 21st, 2012, uh, right around that three messages over the time of that solstice. And he said during that time in 2012 that 2016 and 2020 would be two pivotal turning points and that there wouldn't be another major turning point until 2030. Wow. So whatever, whatever 2016 and 2020 ushered in, that we would be in that energy, that we would be experiencing that. And, and not, not that there's going to be new shifts still, right. but it, it's going 
of like waves. He, he uses that waves analogy a lot. Right, right, right. I read that, where he talks about waves. Well, it's, as we all change our energy, then it changes everything for the universe. Uh, you know, so if I change and I become more enlightened, that meaning I meditate more and I start to think about humanity more and I start to not care about my material items as much as I used to. So when my energy changed, I'll just use myself for an example, then it's a shift for everybody, correct? And that's what this is. This is all everybody shifting the way they think and changing the energy here on earth, correct? Absolutely correct. You are correct. And it's, it's not just a shift in opening our minds. Uh, it's also a shift in opening our hearts, which is what our next book is actually going to be about on, on, on opening your heart and keeping your heart open in all times and all circumstances. And there's a whole bunch of messages that I didn't even get a chance to send you that's going to be in that book that is all wow. of the teachings that he's given about going into our heart and opening our hearts. I mean, we, we need to open our minds and we need to open our minds to our creative potential and to the creative power that we have and manifest from there. We have to open our hearts. And I think that's another thing that this is doing. We've had a really hard time. Um, a lot of people opening their hearts. And um, I think that's been difficult for a lot of people. And, you know, Anna, I just wonder why it's been so difficult for so many people to open their hearts up. So anyway, we, we're going to be back here with Anna Jones in just a second. And this is Nancy Yerald, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and we are back with Anna Jones, and we are talking about Archangel Michael. Anna, you were talking about opening up our hearts, and I was asking you, how can we open up our hearts? How can we open up our hearts? That's a lot. That's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> Anna. 
<laughs> we need your help. <laughs> yes. Uh, one the thing, I'll, I'll just go with what our, our, our King to Michael guides, right? So okay. one of the things is don't be afraid of pain. You know, don't be afraid of, of our own pain and don't be afraid of the pain and suffering of others. That doesn't mean that we become desensitized to it. That's not what I'm saying and that's not what he recommends either. Okay. But don't be afraid to feel it because we'll shut down our hearts. That's one of the things like immediately we'll shut down our hearts if we're afraid, you know, if we're afraid of being hurt, if we're afraid to, to, to feel pain in any way, shape, or form, if we're afraid of feeling the pain of others, because, you know, there are people who are highly sensitive empaths, like myself, maybe yourself, other people that I know that are highly sensitive empaths, but everybody, unless there's some form of mental illness involved, everybody has empathy to some degree. And that empathy is the ability to feel with our hearts what other people are feeling feeling right to like you know when we say my heart goes out to that person right like it's happening to me all the time you know it's like you know literally like my heart is going out to you know all the people who are losing loved ones all the people who are grieving you know that my my my, literally my heart chakra energy is like opening and going out to them but before I felt comfortable and safe doing that and knew that I could be comfortable and safe doing that I used to try to shut that down I used to be I tried to feel that and be like I don't want to feel that and I'd like right or just like go up into my head and like just stay in my head only right and that's the other problem is like we can't it's hard for us to keep our hearts open if we're going into our heads and living from our heads only we have to actually go into our hearts and and not just feel the depth of the emotion there but feel all that we can feel there because Archangel Michael also describes in his teachings especially the ones that are coming up in my new book called Keeping Your Heart Open which will be coming out this year it was going to be coming out this spring but this this whole thing with the virus has delayed it but um, he talks about how you know that journey first of all to the to the head to the heart uh, you know it's a, it's a very difficult journey sometimes to make but we we have to open the heart um, through our love through our dedication through our empathy through our compassion and being present you know being present to it and to like go into uh the 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 deeper parts of our heart even you know he talks about how the heart chakra has three functions the heart chakra um basically serves as our highest emotional center and you know we feel so much emotion but we have the capacity to feel so much more than just emotion and so it's also um, a, 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 a spiritual center and then it's also serves a function of giving us the energy for our biological organs associated with the literal physical heart and with the the, the lungs and all the organs that are associated to the most essential part so when we open our heart, he says something. He talks. He talks a lot about grace. He talks a lot about divine grace. Um, he says synchronicities. I like that he. I like that he said that synchronicities happen when you're in alignment with divine grace and the divine will. And then he says grace resides within your heart, the presence of your soul, and the divine grace that lives and resides within. And I think that's what you're talking about. You know, you froze up there for a moment, and I didn't hear anything that you oh, said. Oh, okay. I'm talking about how he says, yeah, how he says synchronicities happen when you're in alignment with divine grace and divine will. 
Yes. Yeah. So the divine grace is the divine will, right? The divine grace is the divine will and the, the divine love. Uh, that's divine grace. And then so when our will is in alignment with that, yeah, we're in that experience of grace. That's I think that's in that trusting the mystery message that I sent you. Yeah. Which I was just referencing too, like yeah. how important... Uh, you know, being in the flow of that divine grace and that we are always in that divine grace. We are always um, in, in in the arms of God. We are always in the hands of God. Our lives are always in that, you know, do, that, that connection with divine grace. And so he talks about in that message that trusting the mystery is one of my favorite messages of all time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, how important it is about keeping the heart open of not being afraid of the unknown, right? right. Like keeping the well, heart we open. all are. We're all so afraid. That's the thing, and then it makes us close our heart. But in reality, we need to do the opposite. Yes, open our hearts to the mystery. In fact, yes. in that message, he says something so profound. He talks about how we already entrust the things that give us life, like the very things that give us life into that hands of God, like into that divine, to that divine grace, right? We already do. We trust the beating of our heart, the breathing of our breath, all of the cellular reproductions that go on with the regeneration in our body and the homeostasis of our immune system, etc. We trust all of that already. We've entrusted it to the, the mystery. He talks about divine grace as the mystery, right? You know, this is the mystery we don't understand, that divine grace and that divine presence is this great mystery we don't understand. And we already entrust all those things to that mystery. And so then he goes on and say, so if you entrust the very things that give you life, such as the beating of your heart, the breathing of your breath, etc., to that mystery, why don't you want to trust that right. same mystery with the other things in your life? Well, yeah, and then he talks about <laughs> intuition, which... Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought it was interesting that he talks about intuition and he says your intuition, your true depth of inner uh, knowing, the inner teacher, the intuition within your heart will guide you. Your intuition is grace guiding you. I love that line. Thank yes. you for pointing that one out. That's a yes. good one. Yeah. Intuition is your intuition is grace guiding you. So the intuition is that mystery guiding you. So yeah, maybe unknown to us in the the, the intellectual way, but it's not unknown to us in our heart, you know, and it's not unknown to us in our spirit, right? And that's the other function of the heart that he was talking about, is that the the heart chakra is also this a connection where our soul, our spirit anchors itself here and where the Holy Spirit, like the divine spirit anchors itself within us. And so there's all these reasons why the heart is so important. And that line, you said the intuition is the The grace. It's such a beautiful line. Well, and we don't think about that. You know, we think, oh, I'm not going to use my intuition. I'm not going to go with it. But that's divine guidance. That's God. He gave us that. So we would have some guidance within. And I, I love that. Yes. And it may be unknown to our mind, you know, something like what we're facing right now, like we're, we're literally going into the mystery because these messages were given last fall, this message, message about the mystery and trusting it and not being afraid of it. And I knew like also there must be something like coming up. It's going to like stir up our fear of the unknown. Right. I was like, I don't know what's coming, but somehow it must be going to be stirring up our fear of the unknown. Well, here we are. Right. I mean, we're really dealing with the unknown right now. And so we want to be aware, but not beware, right? right. We, want to, we want to practice being aware, but not beware. 
not being afraid. Manifest, and 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 I think it's really important that you know we are in our hearts when we're um, even talking about fear, because I think it's also we can get into our heads, we can get into our ego, and we can that's fear, you know. But then we're actually coming from a fear place when we're doing that, right? Are we really um, in that trust of the mystery? Uh, are we trusting that unknown? Because that unknown may be unknown to our mind and our intellect, but it's not unknown to divine grace. Gotcha. It's not unknown to the divine will. Right. Even our free will is playing a role, and that's the part that I think also sometimes makes us afraid because we know that you know free will does play a role in the co-creation. That's why it's called co-creation of our reality because the divine will is playing its ro- that th- that role, and then our free will has been given to us, you know, as a blessing, as a gift. I mean, this is one of the things. That talk about the high road to humanity one of the things that's like been given to us as a high gift to be human right, right. and to say out from all of the other creatures there's two gifts that we've been given to co-create this reality with one is the free will is our will and the other is our imagination right which by the way getting back to that four-step process we were talking about when we get to you know open the dreams doing the intention doing the prayer work praying from our hearts with our hearts open not just from our heads and not just about what we want but what we feel and what we want to feel and what we what we love and what we want to love um, like deeper into that real deep love, then we can get into imagining it, right? That third step of like using this incredible power that, that we have to uh, create this reality with. In fact, we don't create anything in this reality. Of course, the creator creates, but we don't create anything that doesn't come through the doorway of the imagination first. That's the true. angels have set me straight on this over the years because I used to, you know, say, you know, oh, I'm just poo-poo my imagination and just say, oh, that, that's not that's not important. That's just my imagination. And, and they'd be like, like, what are you doing? You know, like, do you know what you're talking about? Do you, do you know what you're, what you're closing and what you're putting down? You're putting down the power that you have to create. Like, you can't create anything in this world or in this without life. imagination. Open that doorway of imagination. Right. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about the waves of energy because he does talk about the waves of energy, and I thought this was interesting. He said because this this hit home with me personally. He says those of you who are on the first wave have a strong desire to complete this mission to have this be your last time on earth so talk to us about what do you think about that Anna? because a lot of us are here and it's like i have those days where it's like seriously i mean i i don't know if i want to be here but i'm going to keep going you know and it's hard it's hard to be here right now well, he actually says later on, too, because I recognize you're a first wave person as well, yes. that this time period, the 2020 and the things coming up with the new set point and the changing of the comfort zones, because he talks about how our comfort zones are going to have to be expanded in 2020 and those fall mm-hmm. messages. Um, boy, it, he also says that it's going to be the hardest on the people who are the first wave. Yeah. You know, that, that in many ways, it's going to be the hardest on us. And I've been experiencing that, too. You know, I, I recognize that you're, you're most likely first wave, too. He right. talks about the being like generations of souls that's what first wave means right mm-hmm. so um uh, that there's like generations of souls on the planet not just not just biological generations because right. we have multiple generations biologically on the earth right now we also have multiple generations of souls he even goes on talking about new souls like how there's like brand new, I know souls new ones coming in and how they're different and how they have different abilities 
Yeah, like some of them are, he says, old souls who are coming in that just haven't been here before. Um, but he's also saying there are also new souls right. like being brought in just for this time period to like basically be a part of this 2020 shift and beyond, right? Like, so they're being- To help it shift. Time. So we're all here to help it shift. We're all here to break, to change the energy. Is that right? That's why we've all come here. That's our mission. We're all here to co-create the shift. Yeah, to co-create the planetary ascension, which again, to me, isn't just about us getting out of here it's about taking everything up into these higher and higher vibrations okay hey listen we're getting ready to go to break we're going to come back and do our last segment you guys we are here today with reverend anna jones if you're watching me on youtube i'm going to hold up her book it's the teachings of archangel michael a handbook for humanity anna what's your website um it's anna jones online.com and anna spelled within one n so anna jones online.com all right this is nancy you and we'll be right back We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Oh, can I get a connection? 
Hi, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here. We're talking about Archangel Michael with Reverend Anna Jones. Anna, I'm so glad you came today. Talk about your new book that you've got that you're working on, and and you were going to come out with it, but then you didn't. Um, before we get back into some of this stuff, talk about your book. Um, it's like I said earlier, it's called keeping your heart open. Um, that's a title given by Archangel Michael and even the subtitle he gave the subtitle is at all times in all ways in all circumstances. Uh, and, and I kept thinking really like you really wanted to be called at all times in all ways in all circumstances. And again, this was all channeled like a couple of years ago prior to what's happening now. And then now I've been shaking my head going, okay, this is why it has to be subtitled in all circumstances. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> you have to keep the heart open no matter what the circumstances are um, and there's a, there, there's going to be at least 16 chapters 16 wow. uh, 16 distinct different messages that were channeled over a period of time six of them were, were channeled no 12 of them were channeled in sequence monthly um, I'm getting ready to restart my Archangel Michael uh, and Legion of Light study group uh, so that's one of the, the monthly ways that some of these messages yeah so if somebody wants to get um, in on on that how do they do that Anna how do they get on on these monthly messages that you have from Archangel Michael well if they go to my um, my website AnnaJonesOnline.com um, they can sign up for my free email newsletter list and okay. that way once um, everything's up and ready for people to register uh, they can be emailed that and they can um, receive it directly in their email as far as the announcement um, and then they can register for it using the links that go out in those emails and then also I do the free messages on the solstices and the equinoxes but um i just may be starting to do free monthly messages um I, i'm considering that right now because it's one of the things he's asking me to do and usually yeah. i end up doing the things that he asked me to do even though sometimes i'm not uh sometimes i'm, I'm hesitant i'm like really I'm already we could this. use it anna we could use it right now that's probably why <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah so i may be i may be starting free monthly messages and then the study group in addition to that um yeah. or uh i might my, you know, I'm still considering that, but definitely I always do the solstice and the equinoxes as these free global transmissions that he wants to put out. And again, the email newsletter is the best way to be notified. Okay, of that. cool. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. What? Um, no, we just had a full moon. We just had this moon on the seventh. What was that? Anything that was important? Um, I was happy for the energies of this full moon coming up here that we just experienced. Okay, because it, it brought a lot of that good spring energy that we needed that new life rebirth kind of spring forth energy that we needed and um you know, I feel like we needed that boost. Uh, okay. that, that particular full moon had, had a lot of very positive energy. Um, and it was also associated with Wisak, which is this uh, ancient Buddhist uh, celebration for bringing in higher enlightenment, right? So nice. uh, that, this particular one was really, really good. And we are going to be this year, I'll say, in... Um, in June, uh, we're going to be having more eclipses. Uh, this this year uh, started with eclipses, and we're going to have three uh, solar lunar eclipse cycles within the, the year 2020. When are also, they? Um, I, also, I also knew last year when I was looking at 2020, I was like, uh, we're going to have three eclipses in 2020. That's a lot. Um, and not just three solar, but three lunar, because they come in pairs. Like, we almost always have 
I think it always happens that way cosmologically. Um, they come in pairs. So we'll have three solar, three lunar uh, eclipses. So we, we started the year with a pair, and then we're going to be having the next pair in June. One of them is on the summer solstice. It's going to be powerful. I forget whether it's, I don't have the information in front of me right now, whether it's a lunar or solar, but one of the pairs of the upcoming eclipses this summer is on the actual summer solstice. Now, what does that mean? What is the meaning behind that, Anna? The one in June? Um, Again, big shifts, big energy shifts happen when there are eclipses. Uh, it's not it's not uncommon for us to have two in a year, but there are some years where we have one pair, and then there are these rare years where we have three pairs of eclipses. And so that also tells us just how much shift is happening in this year, how much how powerful this year is going to be. Um, some people see eclipses energies as very positive. Uh, some people see it as very negative. In fact, some indigenous cultures always felt that it was not an auspicious uh, thing because the light was being blocked, right? Like the, the, the shadow of the moon or the shadow of the earth would like, you know, block that light or cover that light. So there is that aspect of it. There is like this, you know, overshadowing of the light that does happen that like, you know, energetically concerns people and energetically, uh, you know, is interpreted different ways by people. But I always feel the alignment part of it. I mean, yes, there is the shadowing part of it, but the alignment part of it, I always feel is the, the, the positive energy, the auspicious part of the energy when the sun, the earth, and the moon come into that kind of alignment. alignment right. And there's that strong energetic connection between them, which, you know, we know the moon already affects us in a in a powerful way on the emotional level. So it can affect us emotionally. It can affect us physically. It definitely affects us energetically. Whether we feel anything or not, it always affects us energetically. Because of that shadowing of the light part of it, I always feel that the eclipses are times when, you know, things are being brought out of the shadow, right? Like we're needing to look at the shadow, right? Like literally we're needed to like look at the shadow and being brought out of the shadow. And I'm thinking Michael's been, I don't know, since um, 2020, 12 actually that this whole like being and he doesn't tell me exactly when maybe 2030 is when we're going to get out I don't know but we're in this like major karmic return and we're in this major time of like bringing everything out of the shadow into the light and so like he was even saying last year in 2019, but now we're getting into some of the darker parts of the shadow. Like now we're getting into some of the, the darkest part of the shadow to bring it out into the light. He never talks about uh, the, the the dark energy and there's being some absence of the light. He only talks about the shadowing, right? Like I see. that's all there is. There's only the light, and then there's that which tries to obstruct it, right. which tries to block it. And right. only when it tries to block it, only a shadow is cast, but the light is still there, right? I mean, that's the other nice thing about the eclipses, right? It's like, okay, you know there's that alignment taking place and that shadow is there but guess what the light is still there too and the shadow will move the fact the shadow will clear all shadows have to clear and all things have to be brought back to the light brought back to the light i love that you know one thing he says he says 2020 because he talks about 2020 is perfect vision and he says this is a time for getting the 2020 vision for your spiritual purpose your spiritual um destiny and your spiritual dharma your dharma is your destiny your purpose so this is figuring out why we're here yes 
Dharma is our destiny. Yep, it's our it's our it's our purpose. All the things we wrote into our soul contracts with our free will and divine will reaching a sacred accord for this lifetime, prior to coming in, and uh, other things that may be karmically affecting us. You know, all of that. You know, the, the, the Dharma is our is our destiny. And now is the time for developing the spiritual vision. So actually, one of the things that I'm going to be doing here soon is an online Zoom uh, uh, workshop um, that will be uh, probably over the course of like I'll have to break it up into two or three parts on the subject of spiritual vision on the subject of helping us develop the spiritual vision because I um, you know I've also been looking back through these messages and going how many times does he bring up we cannot see this time period with our physical eyes alone and make any sense of it right. he really emphasizes this we cannot make sense of it all with just what we're seeing and hearing we have physical. to feel it we're f- we have to feel it we have yeah, to know it. it's a knowing right we have, develop, we have to use our spiritual spiritual sight right. you know and, and we have to clarify that spiritual sight so that we can see it more clearly through that the spiritual sight so, so do you recommend that people Anna do you recommend that people start to really use their intuition because that's what he's saying here isn't it Yes, our spiritual sight is part of our intuition, um, but not everybody uh, experiences it um, the way that it can be developed to be experienced. We all have spiritual sight. Uh, we use it every time we see our thoughts. For example, if I try to see an apple in your mind's eye, you're using your third eye uh, to see your thoughts, right? If I try to pull up a memory of uh, one of your happiest memories or pull up a memory of your mother, you'll see that with your mind's eye because your mind is using your spiritual vision your spiritual sight to see its thoughts to see its memories but we also have so much more capability other than just seeing memories with it I mean this is what I've experienced my whole life as a clairvoyant I've always seen things that other people don't see I've always seen things that that, that you physicalize can't see. For example, I see colors on a regular basis in my meditations uh, when I'm working with seeing the aura because I can see the chakras, I can see the aura. I see colors that don't exist to my physical eyes. Like So I can't tell you what those colors look like because <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could say a little bit of that, a little bit of this, but they actually are not something that we physically can have any reference to. Right. There are whole other colors that are whole other frequency color spectrum. Um, you know, and that's just one example of things that, that we can see. I mean, we can see, uh, and, and, and another example of, of us using our spiritual sight is in our dreams, right? And, right. and mm-hmm. actually, getting back to the point that he makes about dreaming and how we need to dream new dreams, he actually talks about waking state dreams and sleeping state dreams, right? So both. So he's actually saying that, that, that we need to uh, be paying more attention to our sleep state dreams because that's when we're in spirit and we're communing with the spirit world and our spiritual sight is wide open and those spiritual senses that we have are all being used. To- yeah. Well, and I always say, and, and I don't know if you, you tell people this or not, Anna, but I always t- I keep a book next to my bed because I, I've been dreaming all these crazy dreams and then I get up in, in the morning and I write it right away because I wouldn't remember it if I didn't write it down. So you guys, if you keep a book and write down some of these dreams because you may not remember it five or ten minutes after you get up, but they all have some meaning. 
Yes. Well, it doesn't mean we take them all literally. Right. I mean, I think that's that would be a mistake we would make if we just took every dream we had literally. But, you know, it's the language of symbolism. And sometimes there's literal things. You know, sometimes there's literal messages. In fact, I just had uh, two or three weeks ago a profound dream in which Archangel Michael came into my dream. I don't have very many dreams where I'm aware that that's him. who I'm with, right? And yeah. wasn't there some magnificent winged form like we all would think that he would appear? Right. He, in fact, it took me a while to real, really become aware in the dream of like who I was with, because most of the time when the angels appear in our dreams, they appear as somebody we know and love and trust, and um, um, and, and and they just appear as somebody that we can relate to and and so he was he was uh, giving me this uh, profound life-changing experience in this dream of asking me to trust him more and putting my trust uh, even more in him so That's uh, it was it was pretty amazing um, that I became conscious in the dream, too. Um, it, at first, it was just kind of a normal dream, and I was like, who is this person? And then I became more and more aware, like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, this is not an average person here that, uh, is, that yeah. I'm talking yeah. Hey, listen, we're coming to the end of our show. And God, Anna, I could talk to you for another hour about this. I hope you'll come back when your book comes out. Oh, we'd love to. Absolutely. Okay. You guys, if this is her book that she has out right now, you should pick it up. It's a wonderful read. It's the teachings of Archangel Michael, a handbook for humanity. You've also inspired me that I might just release these messages about 2020 as as an e-book or something. I think you should. I think you should. You guys, she's got these messages that she sent to me before the show and she channeled these in 2020. So yeah, sign up. So if they go to, yeah, they can go to your website. Maybe you'll put those up for people to see. Yeah. They were signed up for the email newsletter. If it comes out, they'll get they'll get an email about it. All right, cool. Anna, anything you want to leave us with before we go today? Um, just to stay in our hearts and be patient. You know, work together. We all need to you know work together in order to get through this. I mean, it really is important. It's not a cliche saying. I, mean, I know everybody's saying it, but everybody's saying it because we really do. You know, d- d- division and divisiveness, and um, you know, getting into things that like uh, cause us to um, you know divide ourselves and divide each right. other. We need harmony. Not, we need harmony. It's not what the uh, the spiritual teachers and the spiritual wisdom and the spiritual practices of the ages have ever taught us, right? Right, exactly. So we need to work together. Awesome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for giving us this message. You guys, this is Nancy Yearout. Have a terrific week. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, you guys. Join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.